Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Paradigm 132 Podcast. I'm your humble and gracious host, Rashad Horn. And before I introduce the topic I want to talk about, I want to take time to thank each and every one of my podcast uh, listeners. Uh, I'm glad that you uh, take time out and see value in what it is that I'm doing, as well as the topics that I'm discussing and hopefully that um, the listenership can continue to grow. But I want to take this time to uh, thank each and every one of you for the continued support. So as for the topic for today, the topic may seem um, maybe a little, some may deem it a little gossipy, but I'm not trying to get to the gossip part of it. I'm not here to um, highlight or checkmark the blow-to-blow activity. I'm just here to talk about what the end goal is and what it is that um, people are looking to achieve in the initiative that is being pushed. Initially, I wasn't going to... um, really speak on it because it's it's one of those type of things that um, there are multiple uh, media outlets that as well as podcasts that they discuss this type of stuff but um, as the old saying goes you know sometimes you have to give them um, the medicine and the candy and what I get from that is that whereas it's a lot of candy around a lot of people just touching on just the gossipy points I want to delve directly to the medicine and which to me is the ultimate um, situation. And so to introduce the topic, um, DJ Vlad, I'm sure each and every one of us has um, either you subscribe to Vlad or you watch his content. things of that particular nature. I'm sure we all have an experience. Some people have fallen out of favor with them um, prior to this recent um, surge. But, you know, me coming clean, I'm not, I don't subscribe. Um, there's probably only a handful of people that uh, he interviews that I feel like, okay, I'm going to tune in. And sometimes, obviously, there are some individuals that he does interview that just based on what the subject of the interview is, I'm going to listen to it. And, you know, before I go on, one of those, which he didn't actually do the interview, um, one of his um, partners, um, she interviewed, uh, she did interview on Sinbad. And that was like a great great interview because sometimes one of the things that I feel happens is that sometimes we get too caught up in what's what's happening in the the now and sometimes you have to be taken back to look at people who were pioneers and get their story right so I really thought that that was a great 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 interview um, and what was so great about it is because, you know, I learned something about Sinbad because I'll, I really remember Sinbad for is, I forgot what the movie was, but it was the movie where um, he was 
came to someone's house and they thought that he was a a doctor because he was a friend of um, one of the main characters in the movie, right? And so that's kind of what I remember him for, um, as well as Good Burger, right? But I didn't know like like how he was his thought process. I didn't know like how bright and intellectual the brother was. But I'm not here to give my um, recollection or give my point or take on that particular interview. But but anyway, so. Recently, Vlad has come under fire from two of his bigger reoccurring guests, uh, Lord Jamar and the comedian Godfrey. And they've basically said that they're not going to rock with him anymore because um, he misquoted um, some things that the um, Minister Farrakhan stated, and he said he wasn't going to apologize for them. Um, they felt that he came off as arrogant, arrogant, um, self-centered, you know, narcissistic, you know, things of that particular nature. And like I said, I'm not here to touch on that. But the thing that really prompted me to just want to discuss this and ask a question, and hopefully I can try to answer the question, was, um, and I preface this by saying when I use the word lesser, I'm not speaking in terms of talent. I'm not speaking in terms of impact. I'm not speaking in terms of work ethic. I'm speaking in terms of acceptance or or if we're measuring this on the scale of subscribers, he's a lesser media outlet than Vlad. And that, and that person's name is uh, uh, Doggy Diamonds. Um, he does this. Uh, he does interviews. Uh, he has a podcast called Doggy Diamonds No Filter. He... Um, I believe he got to start doing uh, DVDs, doing DVD interviews, and things of that particular nature. So um, I got hip to him, man, probably about four, maybe four or five years ago, right? But I haven't, like I said, I haven't been um, following this entire journey because he talked about like he's been in, he's been doing this for fourteen years. So I'm like, oh well, yeah, I missed a, a a large chunk of your of your past, but you know sometimes you gravitate and you find people at a later date. But so, and again, not putting words in his mouth, but I'm just trying to paraphrase what it is that he was talking about. And one another big battle we're having right now is people are um, are wondering how um, a term basically that was coined by Dame Dash is a cope which is culture vulture, how we've allowed culture culture vultures to infiltrate our culture, benefit off of it, and not pay the respect or somewhat pay homage to it the way that they feel that they should. And so so he, he touched on it, and he talked about how in the past he has spoke about people coming to his platform and vice versa and trying to help one another out, you know, try to build a platform because he was like, you know, again, paraphrasing Vlad has X amount of millions of subscribers and then we're all struggling to get, well, he didn't say the word struggle, right? But he's just saying we are the content that is disproportionately pushed on his platform, but yet we only have a hundred, you know, barely 200,000 subscribers, 
but our content is what drives his channel. And for the most part, the subscriber or the subscriber base um, is, again, um, disproportionately us. So it got me down. It got me to thinking. And another point that he brought up. It was like, you know, we have a situation where um, we have, we know, we go at the, we go at each other's neck. You know, we talk about one another. And he's speaking in terms of people who have uh, media platforms that are of, you know, um, African-American ethnicity that are that are doing this. Whereas we have a situation where Vlad and Adam 22, they can go, they can sit down with one another and they can talk no beef. Uh, Vlad gets a bag, Adam gets a bag, and and that's the situation. That's where that's where it goes. And all this kind of ties into the situation, to a bigger situation, um, with uh, Joe Budden and his situation with uh, um, Spotify, and feeling that he wasn't getting what he was worth. But it all boils and goes right back down to the same thing. It goes back down to ownership. Now. The question I ask is, why don't we have a predominantly independent black media outlet that is revered and regarded on the same level as what they deem to be the culture vultures? Now, that was the question that I I formulated my mind as I was listening to him do this interview and I just thought about I said it 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 has to come back down to a situation when we bring up um the crabs in a barrel now again like I said the way I look at it I look at crabs in a barrel kind of a different way than some others I you know I touched on that in a previous podcast I look at it a little bit differently than 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 everybody else does and we've all heard the the phrase that hey, it's enough out here for everybody. It's enough out here for everybody. But the question is, is it really right? Is it really? And when I ask that question, I'm speaking in terms of obviously, yeah, there is enough out here for everybody because everyone, everyone gravitates to to certain people some people gravitate towards other personalities and some personalities are going to be domineering out for other personalities but when we look at it from the standpoint of getting to a level where your name your brand your your product is revered you know at the top only a select few are going to make it so we go back how does Vlad have 4 million subscribers and the individuals who as Doggy Diamonds spoke again paraphrasing people that had to go that, that beef people that had to you know look over their shoulder you know you know out here hustling trying to make sure that you know they got food on their family whether legal or illegally but they are the culture but yet they don't reap the same benefits as a person who just speculates or comments on the culture. And you no, know, it just comes to me, it just comes back down. It just to me it just comes back down to just a perception. 
Like, I give an example. Let's try to bring it home. I read a book by John Hope Bryant. I believe he had two books out. It may have been the second one. I don't know if it was the one, um, How the Poor Can Save Capitalism. And I'm sorry that I don't have the title of the book, but um, you can look up John Hope Bryant. But and in the book, he talked about, I believe it was during the 70s. And he talked about how a such a large percentage of African-Americans purchased Cadillacs um, during that particular era. And if we watched um, old movies, if if you're like me and we watch like the gangster documentaries, um, even older movies, one of the things that guys talked about was like, oh, yeah, such and such had a big Cadillac or such and such had the big Lincoln, you know, which is which is that's not the case nowadays. The case now is, um, you know, to steal the um the song title, song title, Beamer, Benz, or Bentleys, you know, and we can throw in Lamborghini, we can throw in Ferrari, you know, any of those particular different things. But he talked about how at that particular point in time, like during that era of black, yeah, I believe it was how to poor say capitalism, because that kind of goes hand in hand in what he was speaking about or hand in hand with the title of the book. And so he talked about how black people, you know, disproportionately bought Cadillacs and how it essentially helped GM in, in such an immense way. And so it kind of brings to a real life scenario. I was talking to my wife. I was telling her, I said, "Bay, man, that new CT6 Cadillac, man, Cadillac, man, tough, you know, inside and out. And... She was like, I don't know Cadillac. You know, this this I'm not trying to throw my wife under the bus or anything like that, but like this old folks caught me. And I had to stop and I had to think to myself, I'm like, it doesn't look any more older than a Benz, a BMW, a Lexus. It doesn't look any any older, but it's a perception. And by saying that it's an old folks car, what I really believe is really saying is like, man, it's it's a black person car, man. That don't, that's not gonna get me the, it's not gonna give me the attention that that I want. It looks nice, right? It 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 performance packages it has the same performance packages, um, price tag is the same, but it's essentially lost value because I equate it back to being black. And so when we get back to the topic, why don't we have a black media independent outlet on the same level as Vlad? It's because we can look at black media outlets as almost saying, y'all are Cadillacs. I don't want a Cadillac. I want the Benz. I want the Beamer. I want the Bentley. I want the Range. I don't want your CT6. I want I want a CLK. I want a GLS. I want a SL. You know? I want a 5 Series, right? That's what I want. 
So it's one of those situations where it's like, and Doggy Diamonds touched on it. He was like, people would say, look, I want to go on Vlad because Vlad has, look at the number of subscribers he has. And he was like, don't you know that he has those subscribers because of the content? If you will come over here and do and do business with us, then we could have that. But people don't look at it like that. And the reason I look at the Cadillac analogy that way is because that's how I feel. I even have a uh, my uncle um, one time. Um, I was younger, and uh, we were discussing. Uh, well, I wasn't discussing. I was just listening. And he was like... They got a Cadillac. I mean, what's that? It ain't like it's a Mercedes or something. You know? And it's is and it's like we we we're now we're talking about hey, we need ownership, we need black this, we need black that, we need black owned businesses. But a person may look at it to say, Yeah, you got a black owned business, man, but I mean, that's cool. You know, that's cool. But, you know, you ain't got an Amazon. When it's the same thing. Amazon is big because a lot of people go there. Right? Amazon is big. Anything that's big is because a lot of people go there. That's all it is. But, again, if you look at something and you you deem it doesn't have any value anymore, then that's just what it is. So that's how I kind of look at it. Like some people may say, hey, we want the black media and all of that stuff like that. But truthfully and honestly, you don't value it because we still have a we still have a mindset of that. It's still lesser than it. It it pales in comparison. And I and I I talk about and um. It was either in Poweronomics or it was Black Labor, White Wealth by Dr. Claude Anderson. He told a story about how he was at a he was at a store and a, a black store. He had ice in his chest. It was a white guy across the street. He had a store. He had ice in his chest. A black guy came. He was gonna buy some ice from the black store, and he did. He went across the street to the white store, bought ice over there, and he was like, you know, he just felt that the white man's ice was colder and so this is kind of what this is kind of what we're getting back to so while there's enough out here for everybody certain people who we deem the culture vultures are still going to continue to get the biggest share of the market because we still feel that hey we're not trying to, you know, maybe step on any toes or anything like that. It's kind of like the old saying, like, oh, we, you know, oh, oh, he's invited to the cookout, right? Right? He's invited to the cookout. So it's it's like the cookout is deemed better if... We can get a special guest to come to the cookout. Like, oh, man, you know, we got such and such come. Oh, you got such and such to come to the Oh, man, I mean, he really must, you know, whoop-de-woo like that. Versus having the same traditional people. Oh, 
Oh, who coming? Oh, yeah. I don't know, man. I might. I might skip it, though. But, oh, you going to get him to come? Oh, shoot. Yeah, man, I'm going to be there. I'm gonna, matter of fact, I'm going to bring some people with me. Right? And so that's kind of like what Lord Jamar was talking about. He was like, you know, when uh, he and Godfrey did their uh, show, he was like, you know, I really feel like that by us being there, it it kind of authenticated. It made it uh, a thorough place to go that other people said, okay, well, if a brother from brand new men is there and he's, you know, pro-black, then, okay, it's cool to go up there. So we're we going to make it cool to go up there, right? But it's, it's now it's essentially kind of backfired because I, I've heard Vlad say one time again, like I said, I'm not trying to get gossipy. Vlad was like, there's really nothing you can do to affect his one million subscribers. And that was at the time he had a million. So he's <laughs> tripled that. He has four million subscribers now, right? So I don't really feel like it is, it's going to affect anything to me because I think the precedent has already been set. I think certain things, when it's set into motion, I don't really think you can reverse those particular tides. You can maybe turn a couple of people away, but the amount that you turn away is going to pale in comparison to the amount that you turned into that way, right? So like I said, from a personal standpoint, I don't have anything against Vlad. You know, I'm not in the industry or anything like that, so... I really can't uh, speak on that, and like I said, I don't want to. I don't want to turn this into um, a gossip situation and 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 then bringing up drama. But what I'm the the crux of what it is I'm talking about is that if we don't value one another, then it makes it easy for what we deem now to be culture vultures. Because the question to me then becomes, what can we call you? Can we really call you a culture vulture? Right? Can we really call you a vulture? Because we wanted certain people wanted you to come to the cookout. So can I really get mad at you if I wanted you to come to the cookout and you go and tell everybody like, yeah man, I went over there, man, and uh now I got some food, man, but you know, I ain't you know it ain't really all that, you know, it wasn't all that, but, you know, they, they, they want me to come, so, you know, I'm going to come, you know, like, if you didn't vet somebody, right, so it's just, it's, it's kind of one of those, you know, it's kind of one of those things, but like I said, I don't want to get into um, a gossipy type of thing, I just want to stay on the clear and narrow, so it's like, again, you know, getting back to the Cadillac analogy, you know, it was a point in time where um, we had Black Media, we had Jet Magazine, we had Ebony, you know, we had um, Classic Black Media back then. And those were like, you know, they were in large circulation because it's like, oh, man, this is this is something that we've never seen before. Like, we've never seen uh, black people like this. Right. And then it got to the point where it was like. I would maybe some white publications, uh, you know, a rock with it. And then it goes back to like the whole situation with with the Oscars and stuff like that. You know, so it's just one it's just really one one big thing. But the Vlad thing to me 
is the the catalyst for this conversation from my standpoint because of the type of people that I listen to and the type of um, demographic of people that I listen to that this would be something that I would constantly hear. So obviously, if you hear it constantly, then I'm going to eventually formulate an opinion on it. Whereas stuff like the Oscars and stuff, I'm not privy to... I don't follow a bunch of actors and actresses and people that are in media, movies and stuff like that to the point that I could say, okay, well, I could formulate an opinion about the Oscars. But it just comes down back to the same thing. We don't feel what what it is that you're doing is good enough. You're going to reach out. You're going to want to do, you know, you're going to want something else. So, you know... Vlad, like I said, has 4 million subscribers. But the thing about it is, it's like, obviously, um, I don't I don't know his analytics or anything like that. So I don't know what dem- demo, um, as far as ethnicity, is the prevalent percentage. But what I will say is that other people like black culture, Right? But I don't believe that they like it enough to where they, along with people within the culture, is going to push the culture forward. Right? So while alone, we can do a lot, but that's when you start nitpicking. So it's kind of like, well, we can't nitpick Vlad, right? We can't nitpick uh, Adam 22. We can't nitpick um other people that we deem to be culture vultures, right? We just can't nitpick them, right? Because it's like, we're just happy that they like our culture, right? But you, oh, I remember when you, you know, you you took money from this person. Oh, I remember when you said this. Oh, I remember when you did that, right? So we get the nitpicking and say, so just based on that principle alone, I can't rock with you, right? And even if said vulture or something like that does something, it's like, ah oh, man, you know you get a pass, man. He you know, they not we don't hold them to the same standards. So it's like that's another thing. We hold which is good that we hold ourselves to a high standard. But sometimes the standard that's that we hold people to is so over the top that it's like, look man, I can't, I know, we ain't going to let you do it. I can do it better than you, right? So I just, that's that's the way I look at this. This is kind of how I feel about, you know, that. Like I said, I'm. hopefully none of y'all took this as, you know, gossipy. Because I, like I said, I didn't want this to be gossipy. I'm just looking at it because initially, like I said, I wasn't even going to speak about this. But when I heard Doggy Diamonds talk about it, it really just put me in that mindset of like, well, yeah, how can you really do this? And then I realized, oh, okay, 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 okay. It's just got something to do with value. You know, it's just like, um, you know, when the person made the joke and say, oh, well, such and such said it. And then they got to come back and, and validate. They say, okay, well, a white person said it. And it's like, okay, okay, well, yeah, then that makes it true then, right? So it's just, it's a cognitive um, disability to look at our people 
from a um a larger perspective and feel like that they are equal like they can bring you equal value and sometimes the value that they bring you exceeds the value of that of someone that is bigger but we'll look at it and say okay the person is bigger so you know we'll we'll you know we'll go over there right but that's all I want to say about that, man. Like I said, it's 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 a it's a subject that, that doesn't necessarily kind of fall into um, the traditional wheelhouse, but it does fall into the wheelhouse because it gets back to the point of um, the value that we place on one another, right? So, um, like I said, you know, just just I mean, just think about. It. I may be off, but I feel like the analogy, like I said. I don't know too many people that just say, hey, you know, we want the Cadillac. Because, like I said, it's like, oh, man, you know, I may get a Cadillac, man. You know, it's whatever, man, you know. But it's like, oh, man, you get a Benz or a BMW or something like this. Like, oh, man, it's a cultural symbol. Like, oh, man. And even though it's from a production standpoint, like, you know, they're probably around like the same age. You know, as far as been manufacturing vehicles, but one of them has just maintained its value over a longer period. It's kind of like you know when we get into the clothes, like Ralph Lauren and Hill Figure and stuff like that, versus what we dubbed or were called urban brands. They don't have the same value, right? But you know, it just it um. You know, this to me, this is what it boils down to, man. It's just the value that you place on something and someone, right? But that's another episode of Paradigm One Thirty Two Podcast. Be back to you again next week. Peace.